Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh. Little mother guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go down. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the fans' voice. You hear them vocals. This what the people need and what they want now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. Yeah. Yeah. Turn up. What's good, people? It's the homie CL. Back up in the building. In the Rundown Sports Podcast right here, right now. I thank y'all for joining me. However you consuming this, I appreciate it greatly. And uh, as always, you can find us at The Rundown Sports on Twitter. At the TheRundownSports.wordpress.com You can find me at CL The Main Event. And... As always, subscribe on iTunes. Please subscribe on iTunes because I know that's a surefire way I can get some feedback and I can really tell what kind of impact of I'm making and what I'm doing. Now, I apologize if I sound a little nasal. Um, had the sniffles the last few days, and you can pretty much tell throughout the podcast. Uh, we got to take a break from the usual formula of the rundown just because, like the NFL, you know, they're talking about taking out the extra point, tinkering, trying to make the product better. Here at the Rundown Sports, we're trying to achieve the same thing. So just bear with us. Hopefully I can get a usual rundown out maybe Friday. We'll see what happens. But in the meantime, I had a couple of impromptu conversations with a couple of homies that's been on the podcast before. Y'all all know Jazz, who I'm trying to talk to becoming a more frequent contributor to the rundown. And I had my homie Mike Moles from Philly. And both those guys had some interesting things to say about Sherman, Kaepernick, Bill Belichick, you know, everything from this past championship weekend. I had a few things to say about Durant and some of these other news stories, but because of time constraints, had to leave a lot of things on the cutting room floor. So we just going to roll with what we got. Up first, I got Jess. Then immediately after that, I got Mike Mobes. And then uh, I'll see y'all on the other side. Without further ado, it's the homie Jess. Speaking about first, the NFC Championship. We're just going to drop right into it. Let's go. But uh, without further ado, sitting to my immediate right, I got the homie Jazz back in studio for the first time in, I don't know, like two months. What's happening, bro? Not much, man. Keeping it busy. A lot, uh, it's been a lot that, that happened lately, man. There's a lot going on. In the game versus Seattle, which I, I must say, great game. I think game of the year? No. You don't think game of the year? No. How with top five? Did you see uh, Andrew Luck? 
I mean, bro, that's the comeback of the century, but I'm talking about, like, the pound-for-pound fight from start to finish. Like, we, dudes was checking out that game by halftime. You were turning that off. This is, um... I was on the edge of my seat the whole whole way through this game. This is what what the situation was with this particular game. Uh, I think going into it, a lot of people felt like it was going to be... San Francisco's offense versus Seattle offense because the defenses were going to cancel each other out. But instead, yeah, I did say we, that on the last podcast. You but, must have heard me. But instead, what we got, well, I, well, I am an avid listener. Thank you very much. Got to know that. Um, but instead, what we got was the majority of exciting plays came on a defensive end. You know, and true. So we really, we really got back to our roots of what football really is. Football was a defensive game, but. I say this. Now you're saying that those plays came on defense. What I said was those offenses were going to make the difference in the game. But and they did not. The um ultimately the game was decided on the defensive end. And I'm not going to point to the obvious, but I will say well, when you look at a Russell Wilson's fumble, when you look at the plays that were made against Colin Kaepernick, the most exciting plays were actually came from the Big D. That's true. Now I was feeling some kind of way when Colin Kaepernick threw that ball in the end zone because you had like 30 seconds left, two timeouts. I'm like, why are you taking the shot in the end zone right now? Once I saw that he actually went to, what was it, his right side, right? Yeah. I knew it was over because I knew who it was over. Like, why are you trying right to throw side? that fade route on Richard Sherman? When he went right, I was like, maybe he tried to hit like his Like, you tight. trying to be mad, bro. No, 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 I'm being honest. <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I'm being honest. I'm telling y'all what I thought. When he went right... I honestly thought that, oh, maybe he had a tight end over there. I didn't really think that they would throw it that way because Richard Serverson played so well. And on top of that, if you're going right, you, you're going to do a fade route. And he's long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know that's, what I'm saying? That's so not you, the guy yeah, you throwing the yeah, fade route on. Exactly. So it, it just it didn't really make sense from an from X's and O standpoint, you know, as well as a. A matchup. Well, I mean, I guess I just said the same thing. Yeah. It, 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 I just it blew from my a strategic. Mind. Yeah. It, it blew <coughs> that type of pass. Maybe if you're gonna do something sexy like like go in for a quick go for a quick out and come in and you know. I'm get like I'm something. thinking with two timeouts in thirty seconds, you can get something in the middle and probably get about ten yards closer. You know, run a play. You get you might could even try a run play to even catch them off guard because you got two timeouts left. Game is in the balance right now, and you're taking a shot with, you know, everything still left on the table. I look at it like this. I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Jim Harbaugh. So I, you're not a Jim Harbaugh fan, and now earlier we were talking about you not being a Colin Kaepernick fan either. Now, is those two dislikes related? Well, um, you have one person who does an excellent job at what they do. They're actually one of the top top uh, in their professions. And then you have another person who's simply glorified because they can do a few things well. Um, when I say I'm not a big fan of Jim Harbaugh, it, he's just not my cup of tea, but I respect him to the fullest, and that's why I'm about to make this. But that dude I'm is about intense. To make yeah, 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 he is, he is. He, and, but he could be a tad bit annoying. Um, with no, that... Wait, wait, before you, before you get up, I know you're going to talk about Kaepernick. No, oh, oh. oh. I was like, but I'm trying to come up with some names going into the next year. I was hoping I'd get to continue the game going into the Super Bowl. 
But going into next year, we got to come up with a name for the Jim Harbaugh blowups on the sideline. Listen, man, the man is gonna have a heart attack out there. He really is. I mean, really you know, and I wouldn't back. wish that up on. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Like, but I know it's just intense. They're in Cali. Come on, like it's legal out there. But but you know, it, honestly, it's okay to be passionate about what uh, about you know your love. Like I get it. He's a football guy. You know, and like and when I say I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying he doesn't move me. He he, he doesn't move me as a person. But that's that's sitting from far away. I've never met the guy. You right. know, nine times out of ten, okay. I, I may sit down with the guy for three minutes and realize that he's the best person of all time. Just from a distance, he doesn't he doesn't move me. Um, so with that, you being, like Rex Ryan. Oh, that's my man right there. Okay, but Rex, See, Rex is funny. That's funny. You but say that goes that. in. But but that's in tune with my personality too. Exactly. So that's, that's why I want to be very personal thing. Yeah. And I have a little theory on that. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I want to be very articulate with my point. He he doesn't move me from far away. I've never met the guy, so I can't really form formulate a personal opinion. But with the, that's neither here nor there. His resume does speak for itself. And with that, it's just like you gotta say. Is Jim really drawing up a, per, a play to go to Crabtree when Richard Sherman is on him? Is Jim really doing that? I don't know what goes on inside of that locker room or on that sideline, but I just don't believe that Jim is drawing up a play and saying, let's hit Crabtree. Now, I don't know if he, the play is intended for Crabtree, but if the person that Colin Kaepernick trusts the most is Crabtree, no matter who the player is supposed to go to, he's probably going to look there in crunch time. That means you and that's to a fault. And you cannot say that that's not true for any other quarterback in the league. That means you have quarterback problems. So it's a is that a quarterback problem for a quarterback to have trust in a receiver so much that he believes on any given play, if my man got a shot, I'm going to give him one. That's very farvish. You think that's farvish to do that? Yes. Regardless of who the wide receiver is. See, now, the problem be, is, though, I think that's different because Favre will try. He will try to make a throw when there's no throw to be made. What I'm saying is, there, there was no throw to be made on that right side of the field. <laughs> now, it wasn't the best decision to make that throw, but what I'm saying is, if you're you feel the confidence in the receiver, Brett Favre has the confidence in his arm. It's, that's a different confidence right there. But uh, we can look at the receiver if you want to go there. I mean, like, Brett Favre, who's his best receiver in his heyday? Antonio Freeman? Like, that's not what I'm talking about. He but had Brett confidence in his... the truth, too. So let, yeah, let he was, ahead. but he had confidence in his arm. And, like, it's the same thing with, like, I agree. Uh, a couple of other guys. Like, it's like Tony Romo... Drew Brees does that shit from from time to time. He'll make throws where he just feels like my arm is so good I can make this throw. This I, is different. I, I, this is like Crabtree has some of the best hands in the league, and I'm gonna let him make a catch. You don't think he got some of the best hands in the Are league? You smoking oh, crack. <laughs> hey, oh. somebody come get this boy. He's smoking crack. All right, look, look. Okay, this is what I'm gonna say. Crabtree get crack. Smoke. No, I ain't gonna get into that. Crabtree, Crabtree, Crabtree gets paid to catch balls, and he and he does he does a good job of that. Um, with Kaepernick, like they have that connection, they they, they have that love on the field. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna go against that. But what I'm saying is, the point that I'm trying to make is, when you're the quarterback, you gotta know where you can't go with the ball. 
You okay. don't you don't snap when you snap that ball off, you wanna attack the weakness of see Seattle is starting a second string corner. I mean he he happens to Who's be second string. He happens to be um Talking about a dude that took for Browns play. Yes. He, he, I mean, but, he happens to be a first string deep. caliber. I'm about yeah. to say they're deep. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't say that. Hey, second string on Seattle is not second string on other people's teams. I just feel like that's a play where you go to your tight end. They probably could, you, you man. You go to your tight end. I mean, now, but then, but, but see, that's the problem. And, and that's why, on hindsight, it's easy to critique. Because when you go to the tight end, then we're talking about Earl Thomas. You know, then we're talking about Cam Chesler. Like, these are becoming household names, and they all are on one side of the ball for the same team. I know that, man. And, and that's, that's pretty much how ridiculous. they got there because the defense really is the story because, you know, I said last week it really was going to come down to was Russell Wilson going to make some plays, and he did. He made three or four plays that really flipped the game in Seattle's favor, and I knew without that – they weren't going to win because their offense is just dreadful. Like, I feel like if they had to make the drive that San Francisco had to make, they might have got stopped a little sooner. But who's to say that's that's pretty much over with? Now, I know you had some more things to say about Kyler Kaepernick. And uh, I know I got to bring in the homie Slim on the hangout and see if we can get him I'm to about to shake up the world. I'm about to do it. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. I just feel like Colin Kaepernick is they're not the same. Is identical. They're not the same. He might even be Alex Smith's identical twin. They're not the same. Let's look they're, at their stats. Bro, we got Alex Smith this season. Come on, man. So we can wrap this through up. Through 23 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Colin Kaepernick. Through 21 touchdowns to eight interceptions. Okay. With a passer rating of 56.4. That is Colin Kaepernick. Alex Smith managed to do it with a passer rating of 60.6. Almost 100 more attempts, though. Understandable because he can throw the ball better. So, my thing but, is... But why, but why does Kaepernick have the same type of numbers with 100 less attempts? That's way more efficient. That's good damn coaching right there. What that is, my friend, is hiding your quarterback is what it is. Hiding your quarterback? What do you mean? Listen, the, listen. The offense, what, what? Is, is, it, it goes through the run in 12 personnel. They have a fullback. But, listen. It's only like one of three teams that have one. Okay, so, Colin Kaepernick's first game was against what, against what team? Well, I believe it was. Green um, Bay? It, no, 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 no. His first game was against... Was it the Steelers? No, it was Green Bay because he went for like 400 yards. No, no, no. That wasn't his first game. Are oh, you talking about his very first his game? His very playing? first start. It was against the Ravens. It, it was a stout defensive team. I do remember that. It could have been the Ravens. It could have been the Steelers. Don't, don't, don't quote me know. on that. But Go ahead. What you got to say? Colin, I, I watched this game. Colin Kaepernick came out passing the ball. People were saying that Colin Kaepernick was that through Dual threat. He could pass the ball. He could hurt you with the pass, and he could hurt you with the run. He came out passing during that game. Okay, so lo and behold, what we have down the line, he turns into someone who struggles from the pocket, which is normal. It's okay. But what I'm saying is, he is a young quarterback Colin, still developing. Colin but. Kaepernick 
is a glorified version of Alex Smith. The only difference is, is Colin Kaepernick came in with a boom. There wasn't much, there wasn't much expectation, and he ended up being being very good. But now agree. he's struggling. Now he's you're, struggling. You're, you're basing the fact that their stats made them look the same. What I'm saying, no, they're is, playing. Honestly, before I, honestly before I came to the conclusion. That I was right. The stats only verified my idea, but I just watched them play, and I don't see anything that Colin Colin Kaepernick's doing that Alex Smith can't do, if not better. Oh, he's playing Chicago. Yeah, the, the Chicago, Chicago Bears. Chicago, and he and he tore him up from the pocket. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. So what I'm saying is, because I'm getting very passionate, everyone wants to forget about what made him popular last year. The People were saying, is, man, wait, wait, I'm not finished. People ahead, were saying ahead, ahead. that he can hurt you with, with the pass as well as run the ball. They say, the, the only valid thing that's true is he may have a stronger arm than Alex Smith. But what I'm saying it's is much he's, not that good, he's not that it's good of a pocket way passer. stronger. But what's, Joe Flacco has a strong arm. But Joe Flacco don't have near the athleticism. Jay Cutler has a strong arm. Jay Cutler may have the strongest arm in the NFL. What will that does you? But Jay Cutler is good in the pocket. That does nothing for you if you can't hit your target. Jay Cutler is good in the pocket. So is Alex Smith. Okay. So all I'm saying is Colin Kaepernick is no better than Alex Smith. Alex Smith isn't that much better than Colin Kaepernick. They're the same person. So Jim Harbaugh continues to work. With he was winning Colin. with, with wait, Alex Smith. But wait, if he continues to work with Colin Kaepernick, and let's say Colin Kaepernick gets his pocket game together, what are you going to have to say that when the day comes, call me? Then I'm I because I don't have to answer to it. I don't have to answer to it until this, it happens. This is what this is what Jim Harbaugh is basing his decision on is the fact that the upside with him with pocket game. Far surpasses anything Alex Smith could do. We've seen Alex Smith's ceiling. It's not getting too much higher than what you've seen already. Will Colin Kaepernick add, if he adds any pocket presence? Who's to say that he can do that, though? Jim Harbaugh is the one that said he could do it. No, oh, I mean, but he, he hasn't said it through play calling. He hasn't. Because they have... The X factor. It is what it is. The fact that you can. Colin Kaepernick has great receivers, by the way. He has great well, receivers. Mediocre and then, at best, but better than anyway. what he had, Better than what Russell Wilson is listening to. Listen, I'm just putting the nation on notice. All right, man. To all not right, expect right, much right. from Colin Kaepernick in the future. We, we, we got. And you can put the date right. down, January 20th, 2014. Colin Kaepernick. What we've seen from him is what we will see from him. I like the upside. Alright, that was the homie Jazz on the Rundown Sports Podcast once again. And you see how important it is to have the fans come together in one spot. Now up next, I got the homie Mike Mose that ain't been on the podcast in a minute. Check back in. And um, he has some good stuff to say. And uh, y'all just keep watching for him and the movement and you know, everything that they got going on and we got going on. Here go Mike Mose. Back once again on the Rundown Sports Podcast. It's your boy CL. And uh, joining me today via Google Hangouts, I got the homie Mike Mose. What's good, man? 
What's going on, CL? It's Mike Mose, Mr. Plain Clothes. Philly, oh. baby. Oh, that much, man. Just cool, man. Coming off this good weekend. You know, I'm, right? I'm loving this matchup, you know, because I did call it preseason. Now, I did say something different going into this weekend because I just felt like on a neutral field, San Francisco was better. So I thought yeah. they were the you know, the better team overall. But my pick was at the beginning of the season, Seattle, Denver. I don't know who you right. had in there. Oh man, I I tell you right now, I was with Denver, but I couldn't I couldn't figure out the NFC. So you know, I, I was I was thinking Denver was going to get there, but when Patriots were there so close, I, I kind of got nervous because you know how that goes when the Patriots is in the playoffs. So right, but this time it's different. Yeah, and uh, it's like you you got Tom Brady, you always got a chance. Right. And my homie was trying to tell me that Tom Brady is a system quarterback. And I'm trying to explain to him that Tom Brady is the system. True indeed. It's not about the receivers because that's a system quarterback is when you got the offensive mind, the receivers, you know, the running back. All that different stuff, and then you could just plug and play a quarterback, and he's going to be good. That's not the case here. It's just Brady. Right. And it's evident because, as you can see, with lack of playmakers and names, because all year they go through it with no names. You know, Gronk's out. There's no more Welker. So there's no more go-to guys. So everybody that showed up this year to be somebody, they, they kind of showed improved. But when it got down to the playoffs, as you can see, it's about playmaking. It is about the name on that back of that jersey. Like exactly. The boy from Seattle. And, you know um, what I mean? Pretty obvious, Peyton Manning had the most playmakers on the field. No doubt. All year. All year, that whole unit. Yep. I mean, they're just all, all the NFL records for offense shattered. Yep. That you you know, it's nothing that you wouldn't expect from somebody like Peyton Manning, given what he's got. Now, mm-hmm. since we jumped right into this game, I know it's been a minute since I had you long. I know it's been at least like two months. Easily, we had a lot of changes. We've been adding Happy some new- things. Happy New <laughs> Year to you, you too, man. We uh, we got a couple things we added to the show, but I'm not gonna spring them on you because. You know, you could just check out the format as we go forward, and then I'll spend something to you after we get done. But okay. uh, in this game, I probably would have did and got to know that section with Slim, which I probably will do on this podcast. But got to know Wes Walker ain't got no business taking the key to leave out the game. That dude just might be a little fragile. Yeah. It's two years in a row you get blew up in the playoffs and you go. Right. Now, what does that say? Now, I don't, I mean, dude is good, but he on the field because he was holding Jimmy Graham down. And I see mm-hmm. him hold a couple other receivers down. I probably put him in the top 10 to 15 somewhere in there. I have to really go down, sit down, and, and look at who's out there in the league. But that really changed the game for the Patriots. For the second year in a row, too. And it just shows they have a real lack of depth in that secondary. Oh, no doubt. Because you got one guy that's that's running around saying he's going to stop everything. He can't be it everywhere. Teague is that good. 
you know, Tlaib's that good, but maybe with some help, he'd be even better if you think about it. He can't cover every everybody on the field. You now, know? did you catch what Bill Belichick said about it? That's right. Did you, but did you see what Bill Belichick said in that uh, press conference the morning after? Yeah, as far as feeling that it was a dirty play by Walker and whatnot. Yeah, did you think that was a little strange for somebody like Bill Belichick who always takes the high road when he's talking about the competition? I think it's typical of Bill Belichick when they You lose. think it was personal? I know it was. I feel like I feel like being that Walker was on that team last year and how much he meant to that squad on the Patriots, the fact that it was him that caused that, I think that struck a nerve. I think that's what made it personal for Bill to have to say something. And I, I know he was feeling some type of way about Welker because he kind of went against the grain the last few years, talking out, you know, when he was asked about his contract and all those sorts of things. And I really think that irked Bill Belichick, and I know that's why he didn't resign him because it was not about the money. But let's be honest. It ain't got nothing to do with Tom Brady. Don't they treat every other person like your disposable, interchangeable piece to this machine. Yeah, except Tom Brady. So, what do you expect guys like Walker to do then? <laughs> I don't know, man. Walker's going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, so. he is. He's going to the Super Bowl, so I, I guess he made the right decision. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you have to get some newness to your team when you're consistently in the playoffs, like the Patriots. You have to buckle down and say, you know what? I need something I don't have. And as stubborn mm-hmm. as Bill Belichick is, as stubborn as the hoodie is, that's what you get. Every other team brings in an influx of players that projected to be this good or that good or were that good from last year to do well for the team this year during the season. So without doing all of that and just saying it's on Brady and the system in New England, I mean, yeah, they get they get as far as they get, and they almost get to the Super Bowl with it every year. So, at some point, it does work. But this year, you can see where they just fell short. Yeah, and uh, I don't have any issue saying that New England absolutely overachieved through and through. There's no reason oh. why that team should have got as far as it should have but I just think things broke down just right especially for them to get the Colts in the second round instead of like a a physical defense like the Chiefs that really worked in their favor yeah because I think the Chiefs getting taken out early played a whole factor in the AFC because I think people looked at the Chiefs as being tougher tougher opponents later on in the playoffs and they just didn't they just didn't do it you know Andy Reid got <laughs> so, yeah, I'm about to say you're real familiar with that Andy Reid, you know, second half don't give the running back the ball. But yeah. at the same time, I feel him if he didn't have 100% confidence in who he, who he was giving the ball to because Jamal yeah. Charles was out of the game. And I think that My, game probably would have looked a little different if Jamal Charles is on the field just because he went out so early. But then it's like you flip the script. It's like you had like forty something points. Your defense should have been able to hold Andrew Luck, but I think Good. that's just the magic of the horseshoe. True. Plus they lost. Don't forget Kansas City lost six players, I believe. That yeah, they was dropping. Early. They was dropping out. Yeah. It's so. hard. It's hard. Let's be honest. It's hard to do something you've been practicing, you know, day in and day out with the usual suspects when you're making interchangeable pieces. So that's why Andy Reid's situation fell apart. Not just decision making, 
but that was a pivotal reason those injuries. But still throwing the ball a little too much. Uh, uh, you know that's always my point. You know I watch stuff like that, so I already know, bro. <sighs> all right, man. We we got all year to talk about Andy Reid and. Hopefully we can find him a better shirt to look in besides that red because I don't think it looks good on him. <laughs> Big red. Now to talk about the other side of the coin, NFC. In my opinion, probably the best game this year. Got a little pushback when I said that earlier. But in my eyes, I think it had me on the edge of my seat all day. Because from beginning to end, you really didn't know whose game it was. Now, it felt like it was Kaepernick's game to me. And I felt like it was his show kind of from beginning to end because he was making the most plays. And then all of a sudden, when they really needed Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson makes a play. No doubt. And there's a reason. I'm about to say, there's a reason why they took him in the third round. And I, going into the draft, I'm going to keep saying this, but I said Russell Wilson need to go in the first round. And I thought they were just sleeping on him because he was short, but I'm like, this dude is good. I had Yo, no doubts in my mind. I've noticed that about Russell Wilson since college. When I seen Russell Wilson play college ball, I said, he's ready to be an NFL starter. Hey, a matter of fact, you're a Big Ten guy. So I yeah. know you've seen him at Wisconsin. You put in that work, boy. I'm he trying was, to tell you. He was going in. Yeah, I watched his whole senior season. I'm telling you. I told everybody. I said, he's going to be a quarterback for the NFL. He's definitely going to be. He's going to make it. And he's standing out. And he did. And he does. All day, every day. I think Kaepernick, I think Kaepernick thought it was going to go like it did in Atlanta. And it didn't. Now, the problem with Kaepernick was this time... He made that mistake, the same one that he made in the Super Bowl, but this time he had more time. I felt like that was a big oversight for him to just, you know, leave everything on the table, 30 seconds and a couple timeouts. And just try to go for it all. And you really didn't even need to do that. Right. It required more strategy than that. And I don't know, I can't call it because I feel that you want to have some confidence in your receiver, but at the same time, you really trying Richard Sherman right there on the fade route. Right. Like, that dude is smart. I can tell every time he makes a play, it goes back to something that he's seen on film when they do the post game. Mm-hmm. And that just tells me, dude, dude is a real student of the game. And I got an yeah. old head that says it all the time. You know, it's all about the coverage and these guys with these IQs. He's a big believer on where they went to college, you know. And it's like he looks at the Ivy Leagues, the Stanfords, the Vanderbilts. And he kind of thinks a little less of some other, I ain't going to say graduates, but some other schools where it's a little easier to get by academically. Correct. And I'm going to have him on, you know who I'm talking about, Dre from next door. Yeah. 
I got to bring him in because his team made it. You know I got to have him on because it's the rundown and we're here for the fans. Uh-huh. Got to know that's my resident Bronco fan and he just been trying to throw the shit in my face all week. But <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about that. But since we're talking about, I'm about to say, what you said? I said shout out to Drake. Shout out, man. He going to be in here real soon between this week and next week. But since we're talking about Richard Sherman, uh-huh. after the game, you know, on a, I can tell, emotional, testosterone, adrenaline-filled statement, and that's really all you can say about it, he gets met with a whole lot of backlash. Now... I heard AJ Hawk today on Dave Damashek, and he was saying that he didn't have a problem with it except degrading the player. He felt like that's when you're taking it a little far by just repeatedly calling him mediocre instead of just, you know, giving him a little more respect. And that's what really make it feel like this is something that's personal. Uh-huh. Like, it's not... Like it's not personal on the football field level. It's personal. Like if he's seen Michael Crabtree in the streets, he's not speaking to him. Or maybe he is in the same light. Don't forget when we get excited, you know how we express ourselves, bro. But I feel like he's above that because, as you can tell, he can control himself on the football field. So I feel like if you can have control of yourself on the football field, you take yourself out of that environment, you should be able to handle yourself even more. You know what, CL? I think what's under a microscope about all this is the fact that athletes don't even have, for the sake of sportsmanship, a lot of times athletes don't even have the freedom expression that everybody does have about excitement or play. It gets too looked at as out of the game, out of the confinements of the game. When you, you know, you're asking these men to put their life on the line, their body, their mind, mm-hmm. you know, stretch of six months out of the year and take them away from everything else in life and ask them to be to a higher standard than everybody else because of their their stature, their money and their prestige and whatnot. And you, you just you just sometimes people just take the, the humanality of it out. I mean, the man is excited. The man is going to a Super Bowl. This is something that, you know, people fight for 14 15 years sometimes to try to do in their in their career you know so a little i agree i agree i think it was a little over the top but i think that's because you catch him in the moment you know right. if you ask somebody after after something very emotional you're probably going to hear something you don't always hear you know you're going to hear non-textbook answers you know you're in the spirit of the moment so sometimes you get what you ask for when you run up on players Right after an event like that, you know what I mean. The adrenaline's rushing, the excitement's everywhere. You know, there's thousands of people there yelling, or either for your behalf or against it. So I think you know sometimes they, they take the humanality out of the game when they when they when they try to over dissect a person's comments at the time of the moment of greatness. Now, do you think that it's a little overblown in the media? You agree with that statement? Oh, no doubt, everything is. But okay. Now, I've been re- like I've been hearing a couple things because 
there were so many eyeballs on this NFC Championship. It's the primetime game. And for a lot of people that aren't plugged into football, this is their first time meeting Richard Sherman. Right. Even me, because I never really knew about him like that, unless you were talking about him. So, oh, going to see I've been knowing about bruh since, like, right before you mad, bro. Mm -hmm. And then he followed that up with the coming on first take and telling Skip Bayless, I'm better at life than you. Ooh! Which I thought was just absolutely classic. (laughs) That is. I mean, how do you answer that? I don't know. I don't know. That was... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Sherman trying to kill the game right now. Exactly. I, I seen I seen what he was going for once he said that because that was the biggest platform that he had. Now fast forward, NFC Championship, even more people are watching him, and this is their first glimpse of Richard Sherman, and they feel like that he looks like an ingrate, or you know, some describe him as thug and all this other stuff because they have no idea. This is the homie from Compton that went to Stanford that stayed an extra year so he could start on his masters. See? Exactly. You know, a lot of that stuff gets lost in it because it's so much first blush and people are so quick to judge. And that just tells you, you know, as far as you think society has come, even after Martin Luther King Day, that we still can't shake stigmatisms because of 30 seconds of video and somebody's calculated character. You got to understand there's a little WWE to Richard Sherman. That dude is not like that. That dude is an entertainer. Go ahead. That's part of the show. That's part of sportsmanship that this is the part that I'm speaking on. People love that, man. Let's be honest. Just as much as there's people out there that don't like that rant, or his tirade. There's people out there that yell at their screams every week about a football team that yells at them and says energized things. So why can't a player do it? What's so wrong about that? Is is does society have a problem in in, in accepting the athlete from Compton that got wise in in Stanford and, and made so much out of his life that he has no choice but to speak up on it? I I totally agree with that. And... <laughs> That's what it is. True, man. This I'm feeling all that, bro. Now I gotta hurry up. We gonna have to wrap it up in a little bit. For one, sorry to all the listeners out there. I really ain't been bringing it on the jokes in. I've been in a little serious mode. I had some. I had a few things. Matter of fact, I even had my mama call me out. I'm gonna say that again because I was using the N word a little too much. Uh, so um, I'm gonna do my best to stay off that. But my hitter, my hitter. Exactly, my hitters, ninjas. We're going to go with all the, the pseudo names we can think of. I'm going to try to just keep it cozy for everybody so nobody feel awkward when they come on the rundown. And what you wanted to do, because I've even heard Roger Goodell talk about being okay with the use of medical marijuana, and Damian Woody came out after that saying that he thinks about half the league smokes. You got to know that. Got to know that, bro. I don't know that, and then it's and then look, they're talking about even changing the rules for teams that play in states with legalized marijuana. Right. That's a big step. I mean, That's real progressive. 
you you can have a whole rundown show off of miracle marijuana. Quite frankly, you're not gonna get into that right now. Yeah, I know, but uh, that's this it's just real sloppy. That's dude. I don't know. It might be time for you know him to just find him a corner, go relax in, you know, watch the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I mean, know, there, there has to be something that's Warriors said. on PS2. Uh, there, there has to be something that's said, like the psychological aspect of all this sport. Yeah, man. I, I just hope we get some help. Ha, ha, yeah, because obviously having all of that stuff is overwhelming mm-hmm. to a human. You know what I'm saying? You got stuff in your lifetime that, you know, it takes some people a whole lifetime to get where they want and finally see something come about for them. These people have that now where they may not have it all figured out at the age that they're at or concussed as much as they are. So you got to get help when stuff like that happens. Okay. Now, I got one more story I want to get your opinion on. Then we're going to get up out of here because I'm holding up everybody. From coming back to the crib So mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been keeping up with Devon Best You know him, he used to play on the uh, Miami Dolphins Now he's on Devon. The Cleveland Browns Now you in the, you do a lot of social media, right? Uh-huh Are you on Instagram? Twitter? Google on Plus? Instagram. All I'm that different stuff Facebook now, the Let's say I give you an NFL contract. Mm-hmm. You know, a few million. Would you be posting pictures of you smoking a blunt on your Instagram? Well, for those that don't know, I don't do that now. And I ain't even got that much. But quite frankly, you know, the world that I have now, I wouldn't jeopardize it for that. I think people are 50 50 on that because part of that is the sign that people just want it to be acknowledged and accepted get over the harass but no I would not I, and I repeat no I do not post pics me holding a blunt it's just not time it's not proper the world's not in the right enough place for you to not be discriminated against or you know treated some type of way based off people knowing that type of information you know what I'm saying so again a lot of these people don't take advantage of what they have you know you see if you see the country trying to turn the worm on making something legit and legal to help us financially and to, to stop some of the problems that are in the country and use it as a solution, you should be on board with doing anything that makes that happen if you want the picture you smoking a blunt and show the world. Because it's kind of too, it's already too late, but the world can do what it's want. It's about us, how we accept it and deal with it yep. and how we move on from it. Now, you saying that, and then you get a little backlash going then you post another picture with half smoked blunt, a couple grams of loud, little like either some gin and tonic or some vodka on ice, and uh, you watching cocaine cowboys hustling with the godmother. Right. What's going on? And then we come to find out last week now, I'm not even going to read the report again, but... Homie was in... I'm like, he got arrested at the airport. He looked like... He kind of looked like Ricky Williams did when he had got found in the in the woods in California. Awesome. So what? 
Yeah, like just beard real scruffy, just looked like he had been out there, you know, I don't know, picking up herbs and whatever else he had going on. But homie was in there acting the fool, singing, dancing. One of the cops pulled up on him, asked him to, you know, cool it. Dude looks at him, Divine Best pours the coffee out on him, takes his shirt off, gets in a fighting stance, you know, that uh, that hold me back position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course he gets squashed from there. They just go ahead and put him in the handcuffs, take him out for disorderly conduct. But coming out of jail, they ask him, so what's up with your weed tweets? I don't know. Ask Brandon Whedon. <laughs> oh, like, wow. It's conduct, man. It, 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 like, listen. Everybody, they need some, they need some self control. What I'm trying to say, but go ahead, cause we gotta get out of here on this. Hold me back, see yo, cause I'm about to go off on this one, man. This is too real, man. Like the whole world needs to know about conduct, man. There's rules to this, and if you don't abide by the rules, you're gonna lose every time. There's some things you show people. There's some things you you probably shouldn't, or or, or should I say, show them at a better time and a better place. But when you act, listen. When you're under the influence of something that is like that, you you have a responsibility to yourself to act accordingly. No matter what way in your mind is telling you to react like that or to show the world this, sometimes you just can't, bro. And everybody that smoke know why. I'm gonna leave it at that. We'll get we'll, we'll talk about that at the later dates. You gotta know that, man. Well, uh, let me wrap up this section, man. And uh, good luck having you on the rundown, man. Anything you want to promote before you get up out of here? Oh, man, I just want to say what's up to everybody in Atlanta, to South Carolina, all the people holding me down from PA to GA to SC. I appreciate that. This is the rundown 2014, and, you know, we on the scene, man. Much respect. Much Where can they find you at online, man? Uh, you can check me out. Um, I'm on Mike Mobes, uh, Mobes GMN on Twitter. Uh, Mobes GMN on Instagram and just you know just Michael Mobes Spencer on the Facebook. You know what I mean best ways to catch me. Gotta know that man. Appreciate you having you coming on the rundown once again, man. I'm gonna have you again real soon. Gotta know that. <laughs>